one. What is going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of Sunday Talk. We got a lot of stuff going on in the world of sports right now. Obviously, we just finished the Champions League final. Chelsea won that game 1-0 for our soccer fans out there. Otherwise, we got, you know, NBA playoff basketball. We got a lot of stuff going on. The MLB, uh, NFL training camps are coming along, so we got a lot of news coming out of there. But without further ado, we're getting some questions that we have today. So we're going to get started. Um, I think the thing we got to look at, just kind of look at this Bucks Heat series. Uh, two questions combined uh, coming from Carson and coming from uh, the show ourselves, what we wanted to show out. But um, I want to talk about the Bucks. You know, what are our takeaways from that series versus the Bucks and Heat? You know, we saw, you know, the Mickey Mouse uh, Heat are no longer what they used to be. Uh, and then the Bucks, are they a serious contender to threat? So, Jose, I'll pass it off to you. What do you think? Um, we'll, we'll start off first. Do you think the Bucks are a threat to contend with the Nets now in the Eastern Conference? Honestly, I don't think so. The Nets are putting on absolute dominating wins, especially right now. Currently, they're dominating the Celtics. Jason Tatum literally dropped 50, and they could barely scrape out a win against the Nets. This Nets team is just too deep. It's too it's too stacked. The strongest team in the East by far. Um, the Bucks looked a lot better than the Heat because they were. I mean, the Heat had a lot of people fooled from last the last year's finals. You know thinking they were real contenders. And obviously they've got a, a good team, but Hero is not who, who people thought he was. So um, I don't I don't think they, they're a real threat to the Nets at all, to be honest. Um, I, I feel opposite. I, I think they actually are. I think, you know, Giannis, I think, matches up really well against KD. You know, just someone that can, you know, do a good job of slowing him down because you're not going to stop KD. Just going to try and slow him down as much as you can. And he's also going to protect the paint. And on the other side, they don't have anyone for him uh, in the paint. I mean, Jordan's not going to do anything. Uh, Giannis, Giannis, I can see him averaging like 50 against the Nets. You know, Middleton's a really solid defender. You can throw him on on Harden or Kyrie. And then Drew Holiday as well is probably, you know, probably the best guy to, you know, possibly defend Kyrie and try him slow him down out of anyone in the league. You know, he's one of the best guys for that. And I think they just match up really well. You know, they're going to get a lot of rest, which, you know, sometimes it's really good. Sometimes it isn't. That's one thing I'm, I'm really curious to see. Um, but I don't know. I think they can. I mean, the you know, the Nets are beating up on a, a corpse a team in the Celtics. Um, so I don't really, you know, yeah, they, they look fantastic. But I also just think that the Bucks are a very elite team as well. And um, I don't know. I think they can match up too. I think, the you know, Bucks three guys versus uh, – Obviously not all offensively, but they have the defensive capability to, I think, you'll be able to match up with them for sure. Yeah, and I think – I totally got to agree with that. I think they're totally a threat. Um, I also think the Sixers have a good chance too. I mean, you look at what they got. They got Matisse Thibel. They got Ben Simmons, arguably the best, you know, one-two defensive punch in the backcourt in the uh, NBA. And then, you know, you got Joel Embiid for that team is like their Giannis, who's just going to dominate in the paint. And like you said, Carson – Who's going to match up with them? Like Giannis literally should go off for 30 every game, you know, getting like 20 rebounds because there's no one that can stop him unless they put Nicholas Claxton there and they keep him in there because he's been super valuable to this team. But otherwise, you know, like they're just beating up on a Celtics team. But like if this Nets team is on all cylinders, like there should be no one that can stop them. You know, that's what this team was yeah. built for. But I mean, if one terms- of them has a bad game, you still have two, like two other guys are like two of the greatest scorers, like, ever like they can you know pick up the slack so it's like you know you can afford one of them having a bad game which like a bad game for them I mean they were just saying this on the broadcast it's like 15 16 points you know so it's like it's just scary for them but I think yeah you're right like Embiid and Giannis like those two got like 
it's really up to them. It's like if they can like, you know, kind of really come together and just absolutely dominate. I think that that's what it's going to take. Yeah, I mean, they still got Joe Harris who can go off for like 20 points on just some like seven threes, just fire those off. And then uh, yeah. kind of transitioning into the heat sort of side of things in terms of the biggest takeaway, I think <laughs> it shows that Oladipo is not that one piece away. And I don't think it's going to be Kyle Lowry. I think it's, there's another guy they got to go get that's going to make them contend because I think all of these Eastern Conference teams all have three stars, you could say. You know, you got the Bucks, they got Drew, they got Chris, they got – Giannis and then the Sixers got Tobias they got Ben and they got Joel and then obviously the Nets got Kyrie KD and Harden what do the Heat have as their third guy and I don't think Bam's that good of a scorer where he can contend up there as those guys are um, I think he's still got some steps to do as a player and then Jimmy Butler can only carry so much and you know Tyrell I mean uh, Tyrone turned Tyrell here Tyler Hero can't produce the level that he should have and they could have gotten James Harden off of it I think it's one of the biggest fleeces that would have happened but Pat Riley wanted to hold on to his prospects. So what do you guys think about the Heat? Yeah, I mean, um, you know, like you said, I, I'm fully, like, confident that he are, like, going to make a move for someone someone big. I mean, they've continuously been doing this throughout, you know, the last decade. Um, and, you know, especially after this series, I mean, they could go from going to the finals to just getting swept in the first round. You know Pat Riley's pissed and they desperately wants to, you know, make a move to capitalize on, you know, this great team that they have right now because they're, you know, they've been – Injury riddled all season, and uh, you know, obviously the Bucks were much better, but they, you know, they still have that, sh- you know, that finals, you know, championship DNA there. Um, I think you just have to capitalize on uh, Butler's prime because he's just getting older and older, um, as well as you know, Bam uh, keep developing. Kawhi would be amazing if they could make cap space because you know he's going to be a free agent. That would be insane, or just you know any other like star level free agent out there. But I, I'm confident they're going to make a move and they're going to try and run it back next year. Yeah, I think they've just gotta they've gotta get their chemistry better. They they ran back basically a similar team to the finals team last year, and they just could not you know gel the same way that they were last season. I think Bam's definitely got to step up on the offensive side of the ball as well. He's been obviously great defensively, but we've got to see him really that offensive leader next to next to Jimmy. Because um, I mean, Hero Hero's not gonna do it. Yeah, he's he's garbage. <laughs> I want to say he's garbage. He's still super young, and it's like it is like that sophomore slump. But he's definitely like people were people were calling him like the next Devin Booker and stuff. And like us, like realistic fans, were like, "All right, like slow down." Like he's solid, but he's not like I don't I don't know about like the All Star, you know, like hyping him up like that. Like he's a solid player. He should be he should be a really solid like guy coming off the bench or like a really elite you know bench scorer or something or potentially you know a solid starter, but not like. Like everyone was praising him. See, no, Kendrick Nunn, bro, because Kendrick Nunn had such a great season, like not that long ago. And I feel like they kind of just forgot about him ever since uh, Hero came back. And then they obviously they got Oladipo, and Nunn's just been kind of shoved in the back of that. He had to yeah, Nunn had a really good season, though. He had a real, like, really, he was like pretty terrible in the bubble, but he, he had like some really good moments this season. Um, yeah. Definitely like kind of earned his spot again. Who would you rather have, Duncan? Robinson or Tyler Hero? You had to choose one. Duncan. For the next, like for next year or just like the next two years. Duncan? Duncan. Duncan, yeah, because so. doesn't doesn't need the ball as much. I mean, it just depends. It depends on really like what you need. Do you want like would you rather have, you know, more like, you know, creation or would you rather have just more like, you know, kind of a deep defensive uh 
know, more of a matchup thing where it's like, you know, you, you get better looks with him as like a decoy and also it's incredible shooting, but he's not going to create, uh, you know, like that. So I don't know. It but just like, kind of depends, but like, I think I'd rather have Duncan too. Just, it, it's so close though. Like yeah. if you're the Heat, because the Heat already have Goran Dragic and they got Krenjic Nunn, so they already have their two guards running their units. So I think Tyler Hero really doesn't provide value if he's not knocking down his catch-and-shoot shots. So we'll move on to the next question. Um, a huge thing that happened today, uh, obviously the Suns were able to squeak away uh, with a win today, making the series 2-2. Uh, but that was in a huge part to Anthony Davis, who went down with a groin injury at halftime, um, allowing for the Suns to capitalize on that. So uh, Andrew Galvez is wondering – uh, with his injury, and if it's Man. serious, do the Lakers have any chance to win without him? I think no. This team didn't make the playoffs without AD, and uh, my least favorite player in the NBA, Kyle Kuzma, will not be able to do anything about it because he's the worst player to ever play basketball. Uh, I'll live by that. Uh, but, Jose, what do you have to think about this? No, honestly, I wasn't even giving him that great of a chance with AD. LeBron's just been kind of in like a – like a, he's still LeBron, but he's not going to take over the playoffs type beat. I mean, like these Suns are putting up a damn good fight. They're, they're like seven deep. Um, the Lakers just like, it doesn't feel like a contending team. It doesn't even like last year's team didn't feel like a good team, but this year's team feels even worse than that, than last year's. And who's going to, who's going to take AD's spot realistically? Is Roman? Is Morris going <laughs> to, like, uh, I don't know, but the Suns, the Suns are just going to keep killing them on boards and, and killing them. Like, yeah. 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 It looks pretty bad. And I mean, it's just like weird. I mean, like LeBron, it, it really took like AD getting injured for LeBron to like actually like, you know, kind of get activated and be like, Oh, like I actually have to like take over and put the team on my back. And he didn't, he had that for like a, a couple minutes. I mean, they were kind of like making a, a comeback, a, a slight comeback, you know, like probably like four or three minutes left in the game. Um, and then just saw like it just kind of stopped. Like he just didn't keep his foot on the gas, and it's just like you know, um, like hold on. Okay, there we go. Um, it's just like, dude, it's you. This is like crucial right now. Like it's not like the Suns are coming for y'all. Like they are a really good squad. They're play, like you said, they keep just playing really, really hard. And like without AD, man, it's bad. Because you said Aiden, Aiden's a nightmare for them right now, which is crazy to say. But like without AD, like Aiden's gonna keep killing them. And just more urgency, man, because it's like you're running out of time, bro. Yeah. I mean, the series is tied. We've got game five on Tuesday. Like Back in Phoenix. This time. Yeah, in Phoenix. It's it's not looking good for the Lakers right now. I mean, I don't even know if Lakers fans believe in them at this point. Yeah. Which is sad because they looked really good game two and game three. And I'm like, I like I see those performances. And I'm like, okay, here we go. Like, they, they look back to, like, championship form. They played really well. But then – uh, you know, even even when AD, uh, you know, was healthy earlier in the game, it just like just seemed like a lack of energy. And it's like it's just they're just so inconsistent. It's like one night they're they're on it. They're chanting. LeBron's having fun. And the next it's not. So they just need to just like keep the on button on because it just seems to keep flick, like flicking on and off. They're kind of beating themselves. Yeah, exactly. So right now at this current state, who's your pick to come out of the West? We'll start Carson. You know, let's say the Lakers, AD's out for the rest of this series. We're assuming at that point, Aiton's able to dominate. Devin Booker, you know, they're able to get into the paint. Uh, Suns win. What are your guys' takes? So, Carson, who do you think right now on the spot is taking the West? Um, if Chris Paul, like, didn't get the shoulder contusion, um, I 
like 100% like feel super, super confident saying the Suns. But even with it, I'm still going to pick them. I'm still a little weary of the Jazz because I think they, you know, they match up really well with the Suns. Um, but I, I'm still going to go with the Suns because I think, you know, they're going to be so battle-tested, you know, if they make it out of this series. Um, and, you know, I think I think they're the best team in the West. 100%. Jose? Yeah, I'm also taking the Suns. But I just want to shout out the Grizzlies, man. Like, especially that man, Dylan Brooks. Shout out to shout out to Dylan Brooks. He's been putting on the clamps. Absolute dog out there. Um, I really think Memphis could steal this series. They've looked really good. They've just they've just had some unlucky moments, but like the Grizzlies could realistically upset the Jazz in seven. Um yeah. and also Blazers have been playing damn good yesterday. It, at halftime, it was still like a pretty close game, and then I checked back at the end of the third quarter, and they're up by like, by like 30. twenty. Holy smokes! The West is way wide open, honestly. Yeah, way wide open. Just down like, I really have no clue, but I'm taking the Suns for sure. I'll go yeah. with the Jazz. I think they're playing the best, you know, fundamental basketball. I think they're such a well-rounded team. We saw what Mike Conley was able to do last night. Went off for I think seven threes. Um, but my dark horse right now to make the Western Conference Finals hot take, I'm taking the Mavericks. They've just been disgusting. And I think Luka's kind of got that story with him right now. Maybe Porzingis can play better than Kwame Brown because right now uh, it's the Kobe and Shaq duo where uh, Luka Doncic is playing as Kobe and Shaq. So, I mean, I'd love to see that. Uh, I think they got a game tonight coming on uh, just right now in a couple of minutes. So, I'll be rooting for those boys. But um, I think I'll take the Sun – I mean, the Jazz to come out of the West. So – We'll move on to our last uh, two questions of the night. So, uh, obviously, the Knicks versus Hawks series is wrapping up at this point. Um, expectedly, uh, Trey Young and the Hawks were able to get a 3-1 lead heading back to Madison Square Garden. Um, awesome, phenomenal play. And, you know, we've seen Julius Randle has not been stepping up to it. Uh, they've been able to make, you know, some defensive adjustments around him. So, Carson, I'll ask you here, what are your thoughts so far on this series and where do you see it going? Yeah, um... You know, I could see the Knicks, you know, potentially, um, you know, still another game in Madison Square Garden just because, you know, the Hawks might let up a bit. They're going to have the crowd. Um, you know, it's going to be super intense in there. Um, but I, I still, you know, I still see the Hawks, you know, winning the series in, in five or six. Um, I, I thought I was going to go seven, but now just, you know, seeing, you know, how well they've been playing on offense despite the Knicks' really good defense and just the kind of the dysfunction on offense that they've had. It's just, you know, it is really – it just sucks to see that, you know, this is such a great story all season. You know, the Knicks did overperform, I feel like. But just, you know, seeing their main their main star, Julius Randle, just, like, really struggle. And it's super tough. And I think, you know, he was the centerpiece of that team. You know, he led, you know, the team in basically every category. And when he's not on it, it's, it's really hard for the rest of the team to kind of be clicking as well. I mean, the only guy that's really playing that well on offense is Derrick Rose. He's kind of single-handedly carrying them on offense. Um, but, you know, just the way that they've been playing, on offense, yeah, like I said, I just don't really see the Hawks Hawks losing this. I see them like closing out in like five or six. Yeah, this Hawks team, watch man. I mean, Trey Young's obviously. Trey. It's also the other guys like Bogdanovich has had a great season. I'm still so sad he left the Kings, but it's good to see him. For nothing, you guys got nothing. Jack shit, nothing. Um, Kevin been stepping up really, uh, really well. A uh, big time two way player for them now. I mean, putting on solid minutes as opposed to who was supposed to be that guy for the Knicks, Reggie Bullock out here getting 35 minutes and putting up no points, two assists, four points. Like, 
you just need a lot more from your starting uh, from your starting three, especially when you your team is already so so lacking on shooting like that. Yeah, and I mean, just to continue on this, I don't think the Hawks are even playing their best basketball right now. John Collins finally had one of his better games of the series. Clint Capella hasn't had a dominating performance yet. And even Bogdanovich hasn't been putting up the numbers he's putting towards the tail end of the season. And, you know, with guys like um, – what's his name? Hunter. Uh, DeAndre Hunter. DeAndre yeah, Hunter DeAndre. coming back from injury later at this part of the season. I think there's still another gear that this team can hit in the playoffs, and I believe in it. Um, I expect him to win. I expect Trey Young's going to have a legendary photo. You know, another one of him just like standing on the logo in the garden. Everyone's booing him and they win the game. I, I love the storyline on this. I mean, honestly, I want to see the Knicks succeed because it's been so long. But, you know, for a guy like Trey Young, who's arguably one of the most hated players in the NBA, to go out there and win in the most hostile environment right now in sports with COVID uh, in the Madison Square Garden, I'd love to see it. Yep. I think the Hawks, like the Hawks and the Grizzlies are like two teams that I just feel like really good. Like if I could invest in those, like I would invest in those teams for sure. Just being like in the next like two to four years, just being like, like perennial, just like solid contenders, like teams that are like, you know, may not be like the favorites, but you know, like they're going to be like, you know, right there. And like, they're going to be, you know, competing, you know, going deep in the playoffs. I mean, they yeah. already are, you know, so, but they're only going to get better and better with age. Yeah. Got star point guards and they got star. I mean, sort of star forwards at as well. So, pretty good for them. That complement um, their point guards really well. Oh, yes, of course. Um, so yeah, we'll move on to our last question. A late one that came in right when we started recording the show. Uh, Chase is asking about the current situation in the NBA in regards to the flopping. Uh, what do we think about it? And he says that it's hard for him to watch games. Um, I'll give my piece about it real quick. I think it's honestly, you know, important for the game because it, it you know, allows for you to change the momentum. If you can get a big play, um, you know, I don't like out like how Marcus Smart, you literally poke him and he falls away. But like, if you're going out there and, you know, you're selling it a little bit, I think it can be a huge momentum change. If you're allowed to change the direction, um, you know, change of play, get it going the other way for your team. I think it's huge. So um, I'll ask you guys, what do you think about it? I mean, obviously, it's not the most fun to watch, and it, it's very frustrating, especially with guys like Harden and Trey Young. Um, a lot of people hate on them for that because they just get to the line so many times. But it, if you think about it, like from a basketball perspective, like you are still that is still a productive strategy. Like you're still putting up points, you're still getting to the line, getting shot attempts, and it works. Like that's that's a part of Trey Young's game. Like it works for him, and it gets him points. And it gets wins, regardless of it, whether it's beautiful basketball or not. Um, so, I mean, I think it'll always be a part of basketball unless they change the rules or something, but it's always going to be there. Yeah, I'm just going to keep mine short and sweet. I, I completely agree with you guys because, like, it should still be a part of a game because I think it, there is, like, a slight skill to it, you know, selling calls. You know, like you said, Liam, it, it really is, like, you know, getting a charge call is, like, one of the biggest things that you can do to, you know, gain some momentum for your team. The bench gets super hyped up. Um, and you know, like selling calls is part of it, but when it gets like, yeah, like you said, like Marcus Smart, like overacting, then it's like, all right, like let's cut it. But there's definitely like you can still, you know, fly, you can sell it's it should be selling calls, like slightly overselling calls, and rather than just like straight up just like flopping and you know, being super obnoxious about it. So, 
And then, yeah, just kind of add on to a guy like Trey Young isn't big. He's not like a huge point guard. He's got to do what he's got to do to get fouls. Like, think of a guy like Isaiah Thomas. You think if Isaiah Thomas isn't attacking to the rack going for the calls, that he's going to be that he was going to be an MVP candidate a couple years ago. And you got to think one of the guys who's, uh, I believe, the number one free throw um, make of all time, Carl uh, Malone, one of the highest scorers of NBA history. All of his points came from the free throw line, and now he's doing the same stuff. So if people are having a problem with it now, they got to look back a couple of years because it still happened. I mean, not at a huge rate that it is now, but at the same time, I mean, like people like Jamal Crawford have been going for, you know, those four-point plays trying to sell them his entire career. So I think there's yeah, a lot like of things that have always been a part of the game. It's just like – it's just strategy, you know? Yeah. So um, And then it's going to take defender – like, defenders just got to get used to it. And also just, like, you know, if you want to get it out, like, officiating. Like, because, you know, officiating, you clamp down on it, you know, a little bit more. Players are going to adjust. I mean, players, you know, have been they, that's what they do. Great players, they adjust to the rule books and try to bend them as much as they can. Um, so if you just tighten it up a little bit officiating, then, you know, you'll, you'll see less of it. Yeah. All right. So we have no other pieces of information to say. I got, I got one piece real yeah. quick. I just want to say, like, I'm going to make a prediction. My predictions have been, like, low-key kind of ass, like the, whole, like, the last few months. But I, I'm feeling good about this one. Whoever wins, like, this Clippers-Mavericks game is going to end up winning the series because I think uh, Clippers, if they tied it 2-2, then they're going to feel a lot better that, like, Series will be blank slate again. I think they'll end up coming back and winning. But then the Mavericks win. They're up 3-1. The Clippers will be shot. They, they're barely hanging on, like, their team's identity right now. So, I think, like, if they go up 3-1, then there's no way the Clippers would come back. Um, so, I think this is actually a really pivotal game four right now. Each team's, like, offseason is going to be very dependent on this. If the Clippers lose, I think they blow it up. I think they got to trade Me too. one of the guys. Kawhi would for show leave. Mm-hmm. All right, this well, dude left a championship team to come to LA. No doubt he would leave the Clippers to go somewhere better. But he, he did, I don't know. He did want to play home. I, I don't know. But I just think he's kind of, it just seems like he's kind of over it. Like, yeah. I'm a pandemic I'm, P. Yeah. All right. So we'll see. So, yeah, obviously, we got a huge basketball game on tonight. We're probably all going to get watched into that right now. So, without further ado, this is Coast Coast Podcast signing out. We've been giving you guys some awesome content. Look below on the Instagram. Uh, we want to know what you're talking about. We're talking about teams and their off season. So peep at that. Otherwise we're going to sign it out. Enjoy your Sunday. Peace. Peace.